Hi friends, it's me Jennifer Jade and you're listening to The Soul Adventurer, your number one spiritual growth podcast to bring you even further into your greatness. I believe every soul in human form is on a soul adventure, but only some will make the most of it. This podcast is for anyone that desires to awaken, align, and inspire others through journeying to become their best self. If that's you, welcome. You're in the right place, and this is where you belong. Are you ready for today's soul adventure? Then let's begin. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Soul Adventurer podcast. Today I have a very interesting topic. It's maybe not something that you usually talk about or think about, but you know, then there maybe comes times in our lives when we do start to wonder these things and it can provide comfort when you already have your own set of beliefs for you to hold on to and to grab on to. So um, what we're going to be talking about today is what resonates with me as truth with what happens before we're born, while we're alive, and then after we shed this skin and move on to the next realm, the next life after this. I have really been fascinated by the topic of spirituality and all that that entails, especially beyond the human senses and the human experience. I have read a lot of books since childhood because my mom was always really into this too. So she would read, you know, the Celestine Prophecy and Saved by the Light and, you know, lots of books by mediums. I've you know, in my adult years, started reading lots of books about people with near-death experiences, even people who were um, professors at, at Harvard that were brain surgeons at Harvard. His name was Dr. Eben Alexander, and he was a huge disbeliever that there was anything after we pass away, that we just pass away and it's just black and we die and that's it, the end until he had his own brush with death and actually did die uh, medically and uh, had an incredible experience that he then decided that he needed to share with the world and write a book about called Proof of Heaven. Anyway, that's just one of the many books that I've read. Also, um, I've been fascinated by mediums and, and psychics and, you know, really studying them, asking them questions. But above all of this, above all of the learning and investigating and researching I've done on this topic, I've really gone within myself and I've asked my own guides, my own source, what resonates as truth for me? And what I found is that what resonates with truth as me the most is really closely aligned with what we've learned from Ainsley McLeod. So... You may have listened to my episode, What's Your Soul Type? You may have listened to my episode, What's Your Soul Level? You may have listened to my episode, It's Here! My you know past life episode directly interviewing Ainsley McLeod. And so what you'll hear 
with what I share would probably most closely align with him. And that's what I ask for you to do as you're listening to me. I'm not going to tell you that everything I'm about to share with you is the be-all, end-all, 100% truth, scientifically proven, backed by evidence. No, none of that. In fact, almost none of what I'm about to share with you is backed by the scientific method. I believe there's a lot more going on in this world and in our surroundings than the human can sense and the human can understand. So um, there's may not be a lot of science backing behind what I'm talking about. So with the, without having the scientific method to verify this and have concrete evidence um, and know that we're limited and bound by our human brains and that there's the possibility that our five senses cannot sense every little thing. I mean, even think about your hearing. There's things that dogs can hear that you can't. There's colors that other people can see that you can't. And just because you can't hear those sounds or you can't see those colors doesn't mean they don't exist. So take that a little bit further. There are things going on that just because you can't hear them or see them or sense them does not mean they don't exist. So... What I ask of you is to just have an open mind and an open heart and just kind of feel into what I'm sharing with you, if it's truth, if it's resonating with you as truth or not. Your soul will give you a nod, like down in your chest, down in your heart area, will give you a nod if it's resonating with what I'm saying as truth. And if it's not, then you won't feel anything. You won't feel a connection to that point that I'm making or that tidbit of information that I'm sharing in that moment. And that's okay. You know, I'm not here to convince you or, you know, sway you one way or the other. You are free to believe and not believe whatever you want. One way that you can tell if something's resonating with you as truth, because our mind will be fighting for the logic right? The logical explanation, the rational explanation, the proof, the verification. That's what the human mind wants. So I encourage you not to listen to this with your human mind, but go down deeper from your head down into your heart and listen with your soul and feel what resonates with you as truth or not. One way that you can test if it's resonating with you as truth or not is you can do a little uh, demo. So you could sit quietly for a moment and ask yourself a question just silently in your mind, something that you know the answer is yes. So for example, is my name Jennifer? Just see what that feels like when you put your own name in there, what it feels like in the chest area, what it feels like in your body. And then ask yourself something that you know to be false. Do I live in Timbuktu? And see what that feels like in your chest area and your body. There, there is a difference. It's subtle, but you can feel it. So just be using that as your navigation with what I'm about to share with you. All right, let's begin. We're going to start with what happens before you're born. Then we're going to move into what happened, what's happening while you're alive. And then what happens once it's time for you to move on. What happens before you're born is that you have a council. Okay, you've got guides, you've got a council, you've got a team, so to speak. And you meet with one another all together and you decide 
what kind of a outline you'd like to create for your life. So you're not creating step-by-step, play-by-play, moment-by-moment playbook for your life because we do have primarily free will while we're alive. But there are some aspects, there are some um, pivotal things that we did plan in advance for the advancement of our soul. These could be um, challenges that you've gone through. They could be pivotal moments where your life was going in one direction and this experience had you shift in another. Okay, so there's going to be a few of these pivotal moments or experiences pre-planned in your life that you cannot avoid or change your mind about. There's something that is meant for you and is really going to be of your benefit and of your service and the advancement of your soul, which is the whole point um, of coming here, of of incarnating as a human being and experience this three-dimensional world. So you come up with your outline and you all come to an agreement on that and you will have um, a few guides with you when you incarnate as a human soul. What I understand from Monica the medium, and this I don't have any kind of feeling of whether it's true or not, um, is that we incarnate into the human body at the moment of conception. So there's a soul occupying the embryo like right away as soon as the, the, the baby is conceived. We did choose our parents, okay? So even if you had the most deadbeat, addicted, abandoning, you know, worse level kind of parents, you did choose them for a reason. Even if they walked out of your life or they, you know, your father walked out before you were born, any of those things, we did choose them for a reason. There's something that we are going to learn as souls from having the parents that we had. So we're born and when we're born, we actually are still really closely connected to our soul's home, you know, to the other side, to um, source, you know, whatever you'd like to call it. There's so many names and I just don't feel just one is accurate. We're still really closely connected. So there are many, many, many cases of young children, toddlers, when they learn how to speak and, you know, under six years old, especially that have memories of previous lives and remember maybe an experience that they had in a previous life or they, and they don't call it a previous life and it doesn't register with them that it was a previous life. It just kind of feels like a dream or a memory and it just feels totally normal to them because we haven't conditioned them to believe that that's weird or not possible or any of those things yet. They may also still have some skills or talents left over from another life. Maybe they used to be a musician, musician, a singer, a dancer, um, and they start exhibiting those right away, an actor, a performer. You can see that in their personality right away sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Now, as we go through life, we are guided 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We all have an intuitive connection to home, to source, to where we came from. It's our inner GPS system. Most people 
have no conscious connection to this piece, this part of themselves, even though they are using it. So when you have this feeling to change lanes when you're driving, that's your intuition. When you have a feeling of which checkout to go to at the grocery store, that's your intuition. When you have this spark of where you're going to find a parking spot in this big parking lot today, that's your intuition. When you meet someone for the first time and you don't get a really great feeling about them, even though they have a big smile on their face and other people like them, but you get this odd feeling you can't put your finger on it, that's your intuition. So even if we don't call ourselves intuitive or say, oh, my intuition, you know, guided me this or told me that, it doesn't mean that you're not using it. We're using it all the time, especially mothers with their children, right? There's even the term mother's intuition. But all of us, all of us have a connection to to where we came from. I sometimes like to visualize things and I, I visualize a cord, almost like an umbilical cord, actually. It's kind of funny. A cord coming out from my heart and being still connected to source, still connected to God, still connected to, you know, infinite intelligence. And I get to choose how much I want to pay attention to what I'm receiving. I can completely ignore it. And if I do, that's usually when I start to feel less and less and less joy, less and less and less fulfilled, less and less and less enthusiastic about life, um, making decisions that end up biting me in the butt later down the road. You know, things like this. That's when I'm not paying attention. I'm not trusting myself. I'm not following my instincts. Instead, I'm second guessing them with my human mind, okay? With the piece of me that worries about money, worries about making the wrong decision, worries about what other people will think, worries about, um, you know, going outside the comfort zone and making the wrong decision, okay? So, you know, and I would call that ego. Um, but we'll save ego for another another conversation. So when you're trusting the instinct, the intuition, the the umbilical cord that's still connected to source, you are feeling more and more and more joy. You are feeling more connected to who you really are, your authentic self. You feel more and more in flow, like the things that you desire, you're moving towards with ease. Doors are opening, connections are being made. The teachers you need are coming into your life. It feels good. It feels joyful. That's, that's how your inner navigation really works at its most basic level. Am I moving towards joy or am I moving away from it? That's how you can start to really intentionally use your inner GPS right now today. You can start with something as little as using your instincts to choose your outfit for today, to choose what pair of shoes you're going to wear, to choose which which lane to get into when you're driving that's going to be moving faster, to choose which grocery checkout aisle, to choose, you know, where to go for the parking spot. All these little things that Really, if, if you mess up and, and you weren't actually listening to your instincts because you can confused it with your mind or your ego, now it's just a little learning lesson for you to, oh, okay, so right, that was my instinct. 
um, that I followed or, okay, I didn't follow it and that, you know, didn't, didn't work out. You can practice this without there being any really dire, you know, life altering consequences. You know, maybe you pick out an outfit and, uh, like this happened to me the other day. I was going to go to my mom's house and hang out at her pool for the day. And I was all excited and I was going to drive two hours away to where she lives. But it was cloudy outside when I was getting dressed in the morning. It was cloudy. It didn't look that nice. And I thought, oh, I don't want to be cold if I'm going to be sitting outside. Like maybe I should put on some, you know, leggings and a, a shirt or something. Like that was my mind kind of thinking out logically. Oh, it looks cloudy outside. I should wear this, right? That's how most of us operate most of the time. But when you start to tune into your intuition more, you know, I like to actually switch it and and instead of choosing, well, it's cloudy, so I should, or this is how much time I have, so I should, or this is how much money I have, so I should, or shouldn't, or what have you, I think to myself, what is in my highest and best interest to wear today? So I did that. So even after, even though my mind was already like, oh, I should put leggings and I should wear something like a sweater, or something warmer, I asked my gut instincts and, and I dropped from my head into my heart, what's in my highest and best interest to wear today? What would be best for me to wear today? What would I feel best wearing today? And, and what came to me as I was kind of scrolling my eyes across my closet, the things hanging in my closet, was a summer dress. This summer dress that I have, it's a strapless, you know, just maxi dress. It's just this kind of casual strapless maxi dress. And I thought, oh man, really? Like it's cloudy out and what if I'm cold? And But I was like, you know what? No, I, I'm in the habit of trusting my instincts. It comes pretty naturally to me at this point. So I put on the, the strapless maxi dress and I drove two hours away and I was outside. I was hosting my awakening live group program call outside for two hours and it the sun was beaming down it was beautiful there wasn't a cloud in the sky it was such a gorgeous day and then i realized that because this the dress was strapless i also wasn't getting any bad tan lines either so bonus right like that didn't even cross my mind i was just thinking about am i gonna be cold but i listened to that nudge and yeah got a little bit of color and enjoyed a nice warm day outside very basic example of how you can start to practice this without you know having really horrible consequences and as you build trust with your intuition which is your guides which is source god guiding you along your highest and best path you can start to trust it more with bigger and bigger and bigger life decisions you know, is this a good person to enter a relationship with? Is it time for me to end this relationship? Is it time for me to move to a new city? Is it time for me to start my own business? Is it time for me to shift my business and pivot into a new direction? Is it time for me to host my first live event? Is it time for me to put myself out there more with more speaking? You know, is it time for me to start a podcast? So many things. Is it time for me to invest, you know, this large chunk of money into a coach? or a program, or further training, you know, because our mind, our logical, rational mind, our fear-based ego, I should say fear-instilling ego, 
will have us say, oh, but you don't have this money in your bank account, so no. What if you go bankrupt? What if you, what if this doesn't work? What if you don't make the money back? And I tell you, when I was making decisions with my, my lash, my lodge, <laughs> lational, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, logical, rational mind, I was the most miserable I've ever been. I was a mortgage broker. <laughs> I was ticking off all the boxes and not getting anywhere in the fulfillment and happiness and joy department at all. So that's when I really started to put intuition in the driver's seat. And that's when my life really started to take off. I will say that your intuition is isn't always making going to make sure that everything is perfect all of the time, okay? We're designed, we're meant in this life to have ebbs and flows, to have cycles, to have um, to experience contrast. I mean, how do you know great joy if you've never known pain? How do you know happiness if you've never known sadness? You know, how do you know light if there's never been dark? So just because you are on your spiritual path and you're listening to your intuition and you're following it doesn't mean life is going to be perfect from here on out. You know, I listen to my intuition, so everything's going to be perfect. And I, and I believe I did think that for a while. And then when I was having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month and I was feeling low vibe or low energy or I made myself wrong and I thought that I was bad at practicing my spirituality you know, I'm being myself and I wasn't listening to intuition and wasn't listening to my guides and I'm doing it wrong. I'm failing. And that's just not the case. You know, we are meant to have these experiences so that we learn from them, we grow from them, and then we're elevated because of them. So we move through life. We, we hit those major life points that we had intentionally mapped out before we were born. We also fill in the blanks with a whole lot of free will, a lot of decision making or not making decision and um, feeling stuck or taking leaps and taking risks and exploring and adventuring and, you know, doing things that our, our soul is really nudging us to do and taking those leaps, even when our mind and the, the ego part of us is trying everything in its might to hold us back and scare us out of it. It's this amazing adventure that we're on, this, this soul school that we're in while we're alive. And the whole point is not to end up at some certain destination. The whole point is not to get to your deathbed that, you know, thank God you've paid off your mortgage. Thank God you paid off all your debt. Thank God you paid off all your taxes. Now you can die happy. Okay. There's you're meant to experience so much more than that, even if it means you still have some debt on your deathbed and you haven't quite paid off your mortgage and, you know, whatever. The, the whole point is, did you live? Did you live or did you just exist? Did you thrive or did you just survive? You know, did you adventure? Did you play? Did you take risks? Did you take leaps? You know, make this life an adventure. That's what it is. And whatever that means to you. I don't mean literally you have to go into the jungles of Thailand or, you know, you could if that's what you would bring your soul joy. But I just mean have fun with what you're doing. Live outside the lines. Get outside the box. Start 
that business that your soul is guiding you to start or discover that purpose that your soul is yearning for you to connect with or you know say the things that you want to say speak your truth it's it's all just meant to be a fun enjoyable learning adventure so if you never hit the million dollar mark if you never get the fancy luxury beach house if you never you know that doesn't actually matter that wasn't the whole point that you were brought to this planet so that you could achieve certain things it was so that you would learn and expand and grow and experience and adventure and play and feel feelings and contrast things that we don't experience on the other side so yes have dreams have intentions have desires but don't pin your whole worthiness of your life on whether or not you achieved those things because that's not the point so let's talk about exit points you know when our life actually does come to an end i have to tell you that i know a few people personally like know them personally that had an accident young in their life and i'm talking you know like late teens early 20s had sustained injury or you know maybe should have passed away came near passing away didn't pass away only to a few years later or five years later actually then pass away from a similar accident happening a second time and it's you know the first time it was like wow that's a bizarre coincidence the second time i was like wow that's pretty weird the third time i went to a medium friend of mine amber the west coast medium i was um at a friend's house with her and i told her about these three people i said like you know one one coincidence is something right like because i don't believe in coincidences at all but three of them and i know them personally so how many other people has this happened to that i don't actually know personally why is it that you know someone has dove into a pool broke a part of their spine severed or whatever not severed but you know uh, to the point where they were paralyzed and then a few years later would then pass away in a pool um, another person who had an underwater incident um, where the you know lungs started to collapse and different things were happening and he was supposed to actually pass at that time and he didn't and then a few years later uh, ends up passing underwater anyway you know and then a third person was vehicle had a vehicle accident rolled a car uh, became paralyzed and then a few years later would pass away in a vehicle accident I asked her, I said, what is up with this? And she said, she talked about the exit points, which I was familiar with. I was familiar with exit points. I was familiar that um, that we have on average about five optional exits from this life. And you will probably not be consciously aware of them. It's, It's your soul that's making the decision, not your conscious mind. And she said, those people that you mentioned, they had decided, one of the decisions that they had made before they came uh, and incarnated into this life was how they wanted to, to cross over, how they wanted to pass. So they had 
they had made that decision in advance. I don't believe all of us have, but these three people had. So I think maybe that's an option that we have is that we get to choose even how it's going to end. And um, she said, so when it happened the first time, that was that was one of their exit points, but they decided not to take it. Okay, so their soul in some millisecond flash of complete unconscious, you know, not not physically aware, but their soul made the decision that it did not want to leave the physical world at that moment. So instead, you know, there, there may have been some repercussions that maybe they were paralyzed, maybe there was an injury, maybe they were miraculously okay. It doesn't really matter what the outcome was, but that's why a few years later they would pass of the same accident. It wasn't a coincidence. It was planned. It was intentional on a soul level. These exit points that she talks about and that I've learned about and that do resonate with me as truth, and I'm pretty sure I am aware just in hindsight of of a couple that I have had personally, usually we don't know about them. So they could be something like an accident that you don't even experience because your soul just is like, no, it like puts the kibosh on that. So you don't have the vehicle accident at all, you know, so maybe it doesn't even happen at all because you have already determined that you don't want to experience that. And that's, this is not the time that you want to go. Maybe it's, you know, for me, one of them that I feel was one of mine, I have a couple, but just one of them was, I was 18 years old, I was crossing the highway at night at a crosswalk at a light intersection and I hit the button and I was with my boyfriend at the time and I waited for the white, you know, crosswalk man. And there was not, there was not a single car on the highway because I lived in a small town on an island in Canada. And yeah, there was not a single car on the highway. So we could have just jaywalked and gone for it we you know it's fine but I'm always like no I I like to wait for the crosswalk guy like even today (laughs) I wait for the crosswalk guy and then I still look both ways anyway so we start walking but we're walking across like four lanes of traffic plus the meridian like across this you know fairly decent sized highway and just as we are coming from the you know northbound traffic crossing the meridian and now into the southbound traffic we're finishing walking up we're about you know two-thirds of the way or three-quarters of the way across the crosswalk this white van comes out of nowhere like barreling out of nowhere we didn't even see it approaching us it just sped right right up to our intersection and smashed into the center meridian there was a, a protected green arrow and on a center meridian and just smoked right into that meridian it was a drunk driver and we were still on the crosswalk that it had just um, crashed into into the center meridian so um, we you know called for help and everything and the person was okay but um, it was a drunk driver and we were probably about 15 seconds away from standing right where the van had crashed so I believe, you know, I guess I'll never know for sure. I, I, I think I will, actually. Maybe we, we do get to find out this information maybe when we pass, hopefully, because I am curious, but I believe that's one of them. So I don't know. There, there's things that we're not aware of that our soul is kind of making these decisions. But there does come a time where it's no longer a decision, but it was this was going to be the finish line no matter what. 
Okay, so you reached um, a certain age that you knew you didn't want to live beyond for whatever reason. And I know for our our brains and our, our, our emotional selves and our human loving selves and for our rational minds and our logical minds, it's hard to fathom that anyone would choose to have a life that was only for a few days, you know, in the case of a baby or for a few years in the case of a child or someone who passes away with so much potential when they're a teenager and they were supposed to go off to university or they were supposed to have this scholarship or, you know, they were just, they had so much ahead of them and then they passed away. Or people, you know, like in my family, my family member was 41 and he left behind two little girls that were age six and eight. And you think to yourself, well, how can that be true that we choose Because why would anyone ever choose to leave children behind? And we have to really step out of our human way of thinking, our rational, logical mind, our emotional selves, and really remember and trust that there is something way bigger going on than what we understand as humans. So what what may have happened is that this child wanted to come for just a few days because that was going to leave an impression on a lot of people's souls. And it was going to change their lives in some way. That that now that they've had this experience, it was going to divert their life in a new direction. And of course, there's going to be grieving and sadness and heaviness, but maybe they decide to, to change something you know big about themselves or their lives or their path because of that experience and that was the purpose that that baby chose to live or that child um you know when it comes to the case of my family member and thinking okay well why would anyone choose to leave a six-year-old and an eight-year-old daughter behind it's because remember i said earlier i'm getting goosebumps now so this is a good message coming through right now especially for you to hear remember earlier on this episode when i said you chose your parents we all chose our parents no matter what if they were deadbeat if they abandoned you if they were addicts any of those things you chose them for the advancement of your soul for the evolution for for what it was going to have you learn because of that experience with that parent not only did you choose them because of who they are, but that includes the lifespan that they chose. So I know we're getting into areas that may be sensitive and may be hard to, to digest. So I'm asking you, remember, listen with your soul, not with your ears and your head. Listen from your, drop down from your head down into your heart. These children chose their parents. We all chose our parents knowing when they had decided that their life would end no matter what. So if they didn't take any of their, you know, on average five exit points, they knew when the finish line would be if they didn't take any of the earlier exit points. And so did the children that chose that parent. And that will be to the evolution of their soul as well. It's going to shape who they are. It's going to shape how they live their life. It's going to shape how they love. 
And most importantly, it's going to shape how they live. We have on average about five exit points. Usually we have no clue when they when we've actually experienced one or not. And then we get to the point where we decide it's time to go. We've learned everything we want to learn in this life. We've experienced what we want to experience. And either we're taking one of our exit points or we've reached the, the final end that we chose, regardless of what age we are, how young we are, or how old we are. From what I understand, again, I'm not going to claim that I know this as 100% truth because I don't have evidence of that, but what resonates with me is that once you leave the 3D world, this three-dimensional world, there's no such thing as time or space anymore, okay? So we're thinking as time, um, we're thinking of time as being linear, okay? We think of space and time, it's this linear, logical thing, but it's not outside of this 3D world. So when we pass away, we actually replay our whole life and we experience how it feels we experience the feelings of our whole life and it's this life review so that we are now taking in all of the lessons like combining feeling all of the lessons that we learned along the way not only are we feeling it from our perspective but we start to feel it from the perspective of all the lives that we impacted as well you know, whether we helped other people or perhaps we impacted them in, in a negative way, whether that was intentional or not, we start to feel how we impacted other people's lives as well because that brings us great learning too. That brings our soul great lessons and great learning and great experience too. This is not to cause any pleasure or pain. This is not to make you suffer or pay the consequences for when, you know, maybe you were... Uh, less than compassionate you know in your life at some point this is not about bad or good or punishment or reward this is solely about your soul's evolution and learning and growing and expanding so you go through the life review from your perspective and, and everyone else's perspective that you experienced life with and at that point now, this is where, you know, my conversation with Ainsley has really filled in some gaps. I've always believed in reincarnation. I, I just, without a doubt, it's just like a no-brainer for me. Of course, we live more than one life. That's just never been a question on my, on my mind, on my heart. But how it works has always kind of felt a little tricky to me. So Ainsley McLeod, if you ever get his book, The Old Soul's Guidebook, it's so good at describing this. You know how sometimes you feel like you are in contact with a younger soul? You know, maybe this person is, I don't know, judgmental of others. Maybe they're a little bit racist or maybe they're, you know, uh, homophobic or they just, you just have a sense that they're a young soul. And then you can be around people and you get this sense that they're an old soul. All right. They just seem very wise and loving and authentic and compassionate you know they just feel like they've been around the block you know that they're kind of an old kind of grandmotherly kind of soul energy well that's because when we reincarnate some of us have reincarnated in in this life more than others so some of us have a soul that has graduated 
as what Ainsley McLeod would call to levels five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10. Like you've just lived enough lives, you've been around the block, that you just have a certain degree of wisdom, of, of unconditional love, of compassion for all, of you know wanting to help the world be a better place, of being conscious about the impact you make in other people's lives versus a younger soul which hasn't incarnated in that many lives yet and is still kind of a almost like a child like like kind of uncertain of the world kind of afraid of what they don't know those kinds of things so when you're on the other side you finished your life review you get to decide am I going to come back for another life and there's no rush there's no rush you don't have to do it right away you could wait however long again it's kind of dicey to talk about time on the other side because it doesn't really exist but you know are you finished living your life if you're an old soul if you're what Ainsley McLeod would call a level level 10 soul which is kind of like you're in retirement mode you get to decide you know are there more lessons that I want to learn in 3d form in human form or have I you know gotten the gist of everything that I wanted to pick up from this experience and from all of these incarnations and lifetimes I've lived and if that's the case Ainsley McLeod says that we kind of hang out. We might be, be we might become guides for other people, um, other members of our soul family that are still living 3D lives. We may become guides for them and hang out if we don't want to live any more actual lives and just be guides and wait for all of the members of our soul family to catch up with us. And then we return from, I don't want to miss this up, uh, we return from, there's like two planes. Ainsley talks about the causal plane and the astral plane. So I believe when we pass, we go to the astral plane and we wait for our soul family. This is if we've lived all of our lives at this point. We wait for our soul family to catch up and then we all return back up to the causal plane, which is infinite intelligence. If you're not finished living your lives and you, you want to live some more, then yeah, you'll reincarnate. You'll do the same process that we start that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. You'll meet with your guides, your counsel. You'll map out a plan. You'll pick your parents. You know how long your parents are going to live or what their life plans are. So you can decide if that's a good mix with you and the things that you want to learn and experience in your life. And uh, and you go back. And, and often you'll reincarnate with your same soul family so you might, it doesn't necessarily mean your immediate family you're going to reincarnate back into. Sometimes you do. Sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes it's someone from another life, you know, that you didn't even live the past life together. Usually we reincarnate to someone within the soul family. And we, we do the process all over again. I had a friend that I was going to dinner with and I was explaining this to her and she said, well, I don't understand because, you know, how can we go to mediums and have readings connecting to our loved ones that have passed and at the same time there's reincarnation? Like what if they reincarnate? Does that mean then we can't connect with them anymore? And I said, what a great question. How I understand this and, and I you know, again, I like to visualize things to really understand them. So, you know, forgive the, <laughs> forgive my silly, you know, um, metaphor that I'm about to share with you. But I think of our soul as the puppet master. Bear with me, but it, it's a good visual. So your soul, uh, you know, I'm kind of making a fist and holding it in, in front of me. Your soul is kind of, you know, on this plane 
and it can have you incarnated like it's connected to you in different lives okay so more than one life because remember to your soul your soul is not in this 3d plane your soul is not a 3d human thing so where your soul resides there is no time or space so your soul can actually be um, connected to and in the consciousness inhabiting multiple different lives at the same time so even if you have reincarnated into another life when you go for a reading with a medium they're connecting to the soul of that person so it, it really doesn't matter what physical human life they may be living you're connecting to the soul the soul has the memories the soul has the energy the essence the consciousness of your family member that's passed away so you're connecting to the soul the soul will always be there you can connect to the soul of that person now or 50 years from now it doesn't matter they might have reincarnated three times it doesn't matter you can still connect to the soul no matter what so I know I'm getting a little advanced there and I hope I didn't lose you. But if you have any questions about this, I love this topic. I'm happy to talk about it. So send me a, a direct message on Instagram or send me a Facebook message. Ask me any questions. I know that it's getting a little intricate at this stage. So maybe I'll leave it at that. And, um, you know, just really know that on the other side, when you, as soon as this moment of life ends, you are just enveloped with peace, with the love of God, of source, of infinite intelligence. You know, whether you were, were sick or you were in an accident or you died peacefully in your sleep or even chose to end your own life. And I have confirmed that with really, really like top of the top mediums even if you have chosen to end your own, I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm promoting end your, your own life, but if you know someone who has, know that they are at peace. They are at peace. They are at rest. And that was an exit point for them that they chose to take and they have every right to do so. That's my belief. So um, I hope that this gives you something to think about and and more importantly than think about in your mind but really feel about what have I just shared that resonates with you that you can you know really um, start to explore for yourself or research for yourself or sit with or journal about or meditate on and and see how that feels you know if you've been wondering about these kinds of things that is the the path, the roadmap, you know, and it's most basic. I tried to keep it as basic as I could in its most basic sense that really resonates as truth for me as our full journey. We've got the journey as a human, but it started way beyond we were human and it will continue well beyond after this human life as well. I hope this has been fun, interesting, fascinating. I'd love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode. Do you enjoy this kind of content? The more that I can hear back from you, the more I know what to create next for you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you in the next episode. That's it for today, my friend. But before you go, I have a request and a surprise for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know and help me spread the love by taking a quick screenshot and tagging me on social media. 
or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. The more I know what you're loving, the more I can create what helps you the most. The surprise? I have some free resources to help you along on your soul adventure. Just simply head to jenniferj.com forward slash free gifts or click the link in the show notes right here in iTunes. Thank you so much again for being here. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.